Thank you. Great, thank you. So the time is 11.01, calling the meeting to order. Um, my name is Anna Van Dyna, and this is a regular meeting of the Oversight Board for Monday, January 25th, 2021. I'd like to welcome the members of the public who are streaming or listening to us live and to the staff who will be participating in today's meeting. Following the, the guidelines set forth by local and state officials during this health emergency, the members of the Oversight Board are meeting remotely to ensure the safety of everyone, including members of the public. Thank you all for joining us. Madam Secretary, please call the first item. Thank you, Madam Chair. The first order of business is item one roll call. Board members, please respond when I call your name. Board Member Dufty. Here. Board Member Golden. Here. Board Member Williams. Here. Vice Chair Ely. Here. And Chair Van Degna. Here. All members of the board are present. Please note that a seat for the city and county of San Francisco, as well as IFPTE Local 21 are vacant. The next order of business is item two, approval of minutes. Regular meeting of, of January 11th, 2021. Madam Chair. Do we have any comments on the minutes from the board members? Um, uh, sorry. Can I move approval? I think we need to have um, public comment first. Madam Secretary, do we have any member of the public who wish to speak? Let me see. At this time, members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415-655-0001, enter access code 146-007-9931, press the pound sign and then the pound sign again, so you'll be pressing it twice, then press star three to be placed in the queue to speak. If you are listening to us by phone, please press star three if you'd like to provide a comment on the minutes. Again, that's star three. And if you are watching on the WebEx app, please click the hand icon under the participants tab if you would like to request um, to speak. Just give them a few moments to um, call in or to submit their request. Okay, at this time, Madam Chair, there are no members of the public wishing to comment on this item. Move approval. Second. So I heard a motion by Director Dufty and seconded by Director Golden. Thank you. Uh, the, uh, Madam Secretary, could you please take roll call on this item? Board members, please announce your vote for item two when I call your name. Your, uh, board Member Dufty? Yes. Board Member Golden? Yes. Board Member Williams? Yes. Vice Chair Ely? Yes. And Chair Van Degna? Yes. Madam Chair, the vote is five yeses. The motion carries. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. The next order of business is item three announcements. 
Item A, the next regularly scheduled Oversight Board meeting will be held remotely on Monday, September 13th, 2021 at 11 a.m. B, announcement of public comment procedures. Please be advised a member of the public has up to three minutes to make pertinent public comments on each agenda item unless the board adopts a shorter period on any item. During each public comment period, viewers online will be instructed to dial 415-655-0001, enter access code, which is 146-007-9931, press the pound sign twice to enter the call, then when prompted, please press star three to submit your request to speak. When you dial star three, you, are, you will hear the following message. You have raised your hand to ask a question. Please wait to speak until the host calls on you. When you hear your line has been unmuted, this is your opportunity to provide your public comment and you will have three minutes. Please speak clearly and slowly and you will be placed back on mute once you are done speaking. You can stay on the line and continue to listen to the meeting, or you can also choose to hang up. If you are planning to provide a public comment on any items on today's agenda, it's recommended that you call the public comment line on the agenda. This will allow you to listen to the meeting live and will prevent you from experiencing a potential delay from the live streaming. All materials uh, for this meeting are also available on our website at sfocii.org under the Oversight Board tab. Um, the next order of business is item four, consent agenda, and there are no consent agenda items. The next order of business is item five, regular agenda. Agenda item 5A, conditionally approving a ninth amendment to the Mission Bay South owner participation agreement with Fossil MB LLC, a Delaware limited liability company in connection with the development of a mixed use Life Sciences Facility on Block 43, Parcel 7, 1450 Owen Street, in the Mission Bay South project area. Providing notice that this approval is within the scope of the Mission Bay Redevelopment Project, approved under the Mission Bay Final Subsequent Environmental Impact Report, or FSEIR, a program EIR and is adequately described in the FSEIR for the purposes of the California Environmental Quality Act and adopting environmental review findings pursuant to the California Environmental Quality Act, Mission Bay South Redevelopment Project Area, Discussion and Action Resolution Number 01-2020. Madam Interim Director. Thank you, Madam Secretary. Uh, board members, as you just heard, this is the ninth amendment to the Mission Bay South Owner Participation Agreement which will allow a mixed-use life science project to be built at 1450 Owen Street. Nikki Henry from OCII's Mission Bay team will present this item, but Teresa Nemeth from Alexandria Real Estate, uh, the developer of this project, is also available to answer any questions. Nikki? Thank you. Good afternoon, Chair, Vice Chair, and Oversight Board members. As Interim Director Orth mentioned, my name is Nikki Henry, Assistant Development Specialist with the Mission Bay Project Management Team. The item before you today is the proposed Ninth Amendment to the Mission Bay South Owner Participation Agreement associated with the mixed-use life sciences facility on Block 43, Parcel 7, also known as 1450 Owen Street within Mission Bay. Next slide, please. Today, we'll be going over a brief overview of Mission Bay and the proposed project, followed by a summary of the Ninth Amendment and its benefits. We will finish with discussing community outreach and next steps. Next slide. 
as indicated previously, the action before you is a conditional approval of a Ninth Amendment to the Mission Bay South Owner Participation Agreement, or South OPA, Resolution 1-2021. The South OPA is a development agreement between OCII and master developer Fossil. This action before you facilitates development of the proposed project. Next slide. Now we will cover a few background slides on Mission Bay. This is a recent image of Mission Bay. As you can see in the foreground, it is nearly built out. Next slide. Mission Bay is divided into two project areas, Mission Bay North shown in brown and Mission Bay South shown in blue. The project documents call for construction of over 6,500 units, of which 29% are affordable and most have been built. Mission Bay will have 41 acres of open space and more than half is complete. And there's just under 5 million square feet of commercial space, in addition to the UCSF campus, Children's Hospital and Warriors Arena. Mission Bay also has a number of community uses, including a library on 4th Street, public safety building headquarters, and a fire station on 3rd Street, and a to-be-built elementary school across from the project. Next slide. All development authorized under the South OPA has been built except UCSF, leaving no additional commercial square feet available for new development. Alexandria Real Estate Equities, or ARE, is now proposing additional commercial development in the project area on Block 43, Parcel 7, totaling approximately 170,000 leasable square feet. The additional development requires changes to the Mission Bay South OPA, which I will go over later in the presentation. Next slide. The proposed project on Block 43, Parcel 7, as shown, is located on Owen Street, bound by a future active recreation public open space, Park P7 to the north, A Street, a private street to the south, and the raised I-280 freeway and Caltrain right-of-way to the west. The maximum allowed building height of the property is 39 feet, which was defined by the adjacent freeway height. Next slide. The proposed project is a seven-story, 109 foot high, nearly 170,000 square feet in total mixed use building. The project's primary purpose is research and laboratory space for life sciences. And it also includes office space, a meeting center and ground floor neighborhood serving retail. Next slide. I'll be going over a few renderings of the project in the next few slides. The project is defined by its trapezoidal shape and responds with shifting volumes and vertical fins in irregular pattern, creating visual interest and texture. Next slide. <clears throat> Looking from the UCSF campus and the future school site on the right, as you can see, the shifting volumes are highlighted in this rendering and the two, three, two and three story spaces on the corners help reduce the overall massing. The ceiling height on each floor is nearly 16 feet to accommodate the research and laboratory use. Next slide. This is a view from the sidewalk on Owen Street and shows the two and three story volumes with internal plantings and that the building is set back with a plaza and a cafe that opens, a cafe and lobby that opens onto the, the pedestrian plaza. No parking is proposed for the project and is available across the street on A Street. Next slide, please. The South OPA provides for the development limitations 
and defines the obligations of the project. The OPA has been amended eight times to allow for various changes in the development program for a specific parcel. The proposed Ninth Amendment increases the commercial industrial leasable square feet limitation from 5 million square feet to 5,170,000 square feet. And it also indicates the floor area for the parcel, outlines the financial fiscal benefits, which I will discuss next, and applies the OCII's Small Business Enterprise Program to the project, including tenant improvements. Next slide. Included in your packets for this item was a fiscal analysis completed by Seifel Consulting, which studied the one-time fees totaling 12.2 million and the annual taxes the project is estimated to generate. The project is expected to generate 1.8 million a year to the general fund and a little over a quarter million a year in annual taxes to the other tax entities and yeah. almost 264,000 for transportation. At completion, the project is expected to employ 569 permanent positions and create an estimated 800 and 900 construction jobs. There is no increase in OCI's financial obligations associated with this amendment. In fact, the project has committed to a $50,000 annual contribution to the Mission Bay Open Space System, together with a one-time fee toward funding affordable housing totaling $6.5 million reduces the agency's liabilities. <clears throat> also, while not part of the OPA amendment, ARI has been working with the San Francisco Unified School District on an operational endowment for the Mission Bay School and has committed to a $2 million contribution. Next slide. Over the past year, ARI workshops with Cherry Hill stakeholders, Mission Bay residents, CAC members, and the San Francisco Planning Department. The CAC unanimously recommended the proposed project and associated plan document amendments at its July 9th meeting and also received a recommendation from the Ventura Boosters Neighborhood Association in June. Next slide. This slide shows all of the approval entities that have acted or will act on each of the project's proposed amendments. Note that the redevelopment plan amendment associated with the proposed ninth amendment will be going before the Board of Supervisors for its first reading tomorrow on January 26th. Upon approval by the Oversight Board, the proposed Ninth Amendment and supporting documentation will be sent to the California Department of Finance or DOF for its review. DOF staff will indicate within a five-day period whether or not the item has been selected for review. If not, the resolutions enabling the amendment will be deemed approved. If selected for review, DOF will have 40 days to approve or deny the resolution. Next slide, please. This concludes our presentation. We can answer any questions you may have. Also online available for questions from OCII is Mark Slutskin, Project Manager for Mission Bay, Raymond Lee, Contract Compliance Manager, Jose Campos, Manager of Planning and Design Review, and from the project sponsor team, we have Teresa Nemeth from Alexandria Real Estate Equities. Thank you. Thank you to the staff for their presentation. I will turn to my fellow board members for their comments and questions. I, I had a, oh, did you want to go first? Yeah. I had a question about the um, the 6.5 million and the jobs and housing, housing linkage fees. If you could talk a little bit about that, I know that's reducing the liability and I just want to hear a little more. Yeah, so that's um, that's based off the San Francisco Planning Code's job and housing linkage fee. 
which was a Nexus study that's based on um, the number of jobs it's going to produce, and uh, it's applying that to affordable housing and its creation of affordable housing. So that money will be funding the Mission Bay affordable housing, which will go help fund all the future housing that we have to finish out in the project area. Thank you. My follow-up question is, how many jobs are we anticipated to be um, slated with this project? Uh, so we're expecting that the project will generate about 569 permanent positions. And then with that, during construction, it's estimated to create 800 to 900 construction jobs. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Madam Chair? Yes. Thank you. Uh, this is Devin Dufty, and I just wondered if uh, it would be okay to invite uh, Ms. Teresia Nemeth to say a few words. Well, we were colleagues over 20 years ago in city government, and so um, I'm really um, so pleased to be able to support this project with all the benefits that it has, and it absolutely makes sense provide a better utilization for that that land um, and so I just wondered if Ms. Nemeth might want to say uh, anything based on the questions that have been asked and, and the presentation. Um, thank you. I, I appreciate that Director Duffy and directors. It's a pleasure to be in front of you. Um, as you know, uh, probably um, Alexander Real Estate Equities has been working on the Mission Bay project since uh, 2005. I've personally been working on it since 1999. So it's been a personal personal drive of mine to see this um, project come to completion. And it's very exciting that we are able to do that. This small parcel was originally in the documents seen as a very small building um, and that wasn't able to happen because of the geotechnical conditions at Mission Bay make it a very um, demanding um, project to build uh, only a two-story building. So that's one of the reasons why the parcel was never developed. We built out everything else we could and so now the idea is to actually bring forward this project to enhance uh, the project as a whole, to provide more opportunities for the life science community to continue to grow at Mission Bay, which has made a really big difference in the um, industrial profile of the city of San Francisco. Um, a lot of the tenants that we currently work with um, you know, are actually actively working on resolving some of the issues that mean that I can't come in front of you in person, right? Um, uh, infectious diseases require um, the research that a lot of these research companies do. And so that's in fact what we're trying to accomplish with this project, as well as enhancing the community as a whole. Um, I have been working with the Mission Bay CAC for a good part of 20 years and that that community very much feels that the this project will support the final growth of the community and i'm very excited to have established this partnership with the unified school district which is really not just the contribution of funds to enhance their uh, ability to manage um, a school that is going to be focused on science but also a direct partnership professionally and an ongoing uh, way to assist the school district in the future growth of education in this field. So with that, I'm 
really excited and happy to take any questions. Thank you so Thank much. You. Any further comments from board members? Yeah, I just had one quick question, Madam Chair, or two. Um, the school district parcel, which is across the street, um, I'm not totally sure where they are in their design. As um, quite frankly, they're probably still trying to figure out what they're going to do. Have you done shadow studies uh, of what this building will cast on their lot, so that as they move forward with their design, they can they can have benefit of that? It's an odd shaped building, so I doubt its impact as much, but I'm just curious if you've done that. Um, if you want me to answer that question, um, I can also let Nikki address it, but yes, we did extensive um, shadow studies and met with the school district multiple times. They Good. actually have a design uh, for the school and they're moving it forward. So they were able to uh, dovetail that with the work that we've been doing. Good, and just out of curiosity, who was the architect for your building? Iwamoto Scott Architects. Yeah, very handsome, thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, it's a local firm. They're actually, um, they live and work uh, on Potrero Hill. All right, thank you. It's gonna be nice. Thank you. Um, any further comments from board members? Madam Secretary, do you have any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? At this time, members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415-655-0001, enter access code 146-0079931, press the pound sign, then pound sign again. When um, you enter the call, please press star three to provide your public comment or to be placed in the queue to provide your public comment. If you are listening to us by phone or already watching us on WebEx, you can press uh, star three on your phone or the hand icon on the WebEx app if you'd like to provide a comment. And again, we'll provide them with a few moments to get connected. Madam Chair, at this time, uh, there are no members of the public wishing to comment on this item. Thank you. I will close public comment. Board members, I'll need a motion and a second for item 5A. So moved. Thank you, Board Member Dufty. Second. Uh, was that Board Member Williams? Yes. Thank you. Uh, Madam Secretary, can you please roll? Board members, please announce your vote when I call your name for item 5A. Um, board member Dufty. Board member Golden. Yes. Board member Williams. Yes. Vice Chair Ely. Yes. And Chair Van Degna. Yes. Madam Chair, the vote is five yeses. The motion carries. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. 
The next is agenda item 5B, approving the recognized obligation payment schedule for July 1st, 2021 to June 30th, 2022, ROPS 21-22. Discussion and action resolution number 2-2021. Madam Interim Director. Thank you, Madam Secretary. Uh, board members at our last meeting, we presented a comprehensive look at the proposed fiscal year 21-22 ROPS. And since that time, we've had to make a few refinements. Uh, so me and you will once again um, go over the ROPS, give you a snapshot of where we are, and uh, also walk you through what those, um, those adjustments were. Nina? Thank you. Um, good, good morning, Chair Brenda, Vice Chair Ely, members of the board. My name is Mina Yu. I'm the Financial Reporting and Management Analyst for OCII. And as Interim Director Orth mentioned, we are here before you with the action item on the Recognized Obligation Payment Schedule or the ROPS for 21-22. Uh, next slide, please. So this is just a reminder where we are in the schedule. So we had the workshop before you a couple of weeks ago. We presented that same workshop to our commissioners last week. We have the action item before you today. Um, and then we will submit our ROPS to the Department of Finance by February 1st. And within 45 days, DOF lets us know of their determination. We have five days to request a meet and confer if necessary. And typically around April or May, we receive um, DOF notification of their review outcome. Next slide, please. So this table is the summary of our ROPS 21-22 request by our sources and uses. Um, across the top, you can see that the largest sources are our bond proceeds and our RPTTF non-admin. Um, and our largest expenditures are our affordable housing program and our debt program. Next slide, please. So as Director Arth mentioned, we had a couple of changes or fine tuning from our workshop proposed. And so you can see it's an increase of $5.5 million or a 1% increase from our workshop request. Next slide, please. So this table shows those changes um, by our sources from our workshop. So in our bond proceeds, we received um, updated healthcare costs after our open enrollment closed last year. So this slightly increased our staffing costs. And in our reserve balance, um, our development partners were able to finalize and update their costs for a project at uh, 5th and King Street in Mission Bay. And so we are going to pay for those additional costs with RPTTF received in prior years under our reserve balance funding source. Um, and our other funds, the increase is primarily due to the increase in our Transbay Block 4 affordable housing project. Uh, those final costs came in later in the process, and these will be paid for by jobs, housing, linkage fees that we have on hand. Um, in our RPTTF non-admin, um, we're continually reviewing our cash balances and looking for ways to use our existing funds on hand. And so we realize additional um, other funds that we'd be able to use to pay for part of our pension liability, uh, which does reduce our RPTTF non-admin draw. Um, and in our RPTTF admin, this is based off of formula. So we received our final January 2021 property tax distribution um, a couple weeks ago, and we received less than we had initially anticipated need for. And so because it's based off a of formula, that lower draw subsequently decreases what we will request for our administrative costs in 21-22. Uh, 
Um, slide, please. So this table shows our um, our sources for the 21-22 request compared to the 2021 request, just for some context. Um, in the bottom line, you can see that we have an increase of 26.6%, and this is primarily due to the four new affordable housing construction loans we're making in 2022, uh, which we spoke about at the workshop. We are also expecting um, $1.7 million in additional funds for our um, wellness contribution in the Hunters Point Shipyard Candlestick Point project areas, which you can see in the other funds line item. Uh, next slide, please. So this is the year-over-year -year comparison by the use type. Again, the increase is primarily driven by those new affordable housing loans um, and that one bond, the new affordable housing bond issuance that we discussed at the workshop. Next slide, please. So as I mentioned, the RPTCF admin is based off of a formula. So this is just a breakdown of um, how we came to the $4.2 million request in our RPTCF admin. And you can see it's, a, it's about a $200,000 decrease from our 2021 administrative cost allowance. Next slide, please. So this is just a summary of our ROPS request. Our 21-22 request is $547.9 million. Our operating budget is $19.4 million. Our infrastructure work program is, program is 157.9. Um, our affordable housing work program is 251.6 million. And again, we'll be issuing one new affordable housing bond in the amount of $112.9 million. We estimate about $10.5 million in annual debt service. And this funds about 330 affordable housing units. Next slide, please. So just a reminder of the, those next steps. So pending your approval today, we will submit the ROPS to the Department of Finance by February 1st. Um, and we also have our project managers on the line who presented to you at our workshop if there's any further specific questions you might have. Um, and that concludes the presentation. Thank you for, for your presentation. I will turn to my fellow board members for their comments and questions. And I guess while we're waiting to see um, other board members have questions, um, one for you, which is um, with the reduction in funding for admin, does that pose any um, challenges at the agency? Or is that a, a, a reduction in costs that can be observed, uh, taken on with other monies? does not pose any other challenges to our operating costs. Um, we are able to absorb those costs. We were able to sort of do an analysis of what our budget to actuals were like and reduce appropriately and then reallocate as necessary. So we don't foresee any funding sort of, uh, issues with our operating budget. Thank you. Uh, any board member comments? I have no questions. Thank you. Thank you. Madam Secretary, do you have members of the public who wish to speak on this item? At this time, members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item, again, should call 
655-0001, dial access code 146-007-9931. When you're on the call, please press pound twice and then star three to submit your request to speak. If you're already on the phone, please press star three if you'd like to provide public comment. Again, that's star three on your touchtone phone. And if you are joining us through the WebEx app, please press the hand icon, which you will find if you click on the participants tab on your right hand lower corner. And we'll just give them a few moments. Madam Chair, at this time we have no members of the public wishing to comment on this item. Um, hearing no uh, public comment, I will close the public comment period. Board members, I'll need a motion and a second for item 5A. 5B. I'll make a motion. Sorry. I'll make a motion to approve the item. Thank you, Vice Chair. Second. Thank you, Board Member Dufty. Madam Secretary, please take the roll. Board members, please announce your vote for um, item 5B when I call your name. Board Member Dufty? Aye. Board Member Golden? Yes. Board Member Williams? Yes. Vice Chair Ely? Yes. Chair Van Degna. Yes. Madam Chair, the vote is five yeses. The motion carries. Um, Madam Secretary, please call the next item. Thank you. The next order of business is item six, new matters for future consideration. Madam Chair. Um, there are no new matters for future consideration. Thank you. The next order of business is item seven, Public comment on non-agenda items. Um, at this time, members of the public who wish to provide public comment should call 415-655-0001, enter access code 146-007-9931, uh, press the pound sign, then pound sign again. When you're on the call, please press star three to be placed in the queue. And if you're already on the phone, please press star three if you would like to provide a comment. And again, uh, if you are on the WebEx app, you can press the hand icon on inside the participants tab, which is located on the bottom right of your screen. Let's give them um, a few moments. Madam Chair, at this time, there are no members of the public waiting um, to comment on this item. Thank you, I will close public comment. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. The next order of business is item eight, adjournment. Madam Chair. Board members, I'll need a motion and a second to adjourn. So moved. Uh, thank you, board, uh, board member Williams. I'll second. Thank you, Board Member Golden. Uh, the meeting is adjourned at 11.37 a.m.
Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. -bye. Thank you.